hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. Welcome to the podcast today. We got Caleb Sutton today. Thank you for having me. How long have you been here, Caleb? I've been Green here Top. roughly six years, starting 2016. Has it been that long now? It's been a while. Yeah. Six years. <laughs> Took a hiatus. Yeah. I did take a hiatus. For higher education. That's right. Yeah. You, d- you went to for the old uh, Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. I'm yeah. back. Polytechnical. All dirt roads lead to Tech, don't they? And then they lead right back to Green Top. <laughs> That's come right. right back, <laughs> come right back to Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, uh... Thanks for being here. We're going to talk archery today because uh, that's that's kind of your specialty. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, how many days till bow season? Looking at right at about 49. So 49 there. about, okay, so it's un, under T minus 50 days. Oh, yeah, you're well within two months. Yeah. Yeah. Now and it's, uh, it's going to be here before you know it, which yeah. means it's going to be Expo too, right, Andrew? What's Expo? You know what the expo is. I never heard is it the sale based around bow season or the bow season <laughs> based around the sale? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, where does it start? Where does it end? The expo, <laughs> yeah. The expo is going to be a big one this year. Yeah. Both are coming fast. But so. let's talk about I bet whoever's listening to this will not shoot a nice deer and bring it to the expo. I bet you they won't. They probably won't. I, I challenge I, them. I bet they I won't. I challenge them to shoot any deer. Pull a Kip Campbell, show up with spike blood on you. Yeah. And then <laughs> hit out for the evening. That's you right. got plenty, you got plenty of time to shoot. The hunt, shop, shoot, go back home. Yeah. Plenty of time. Or Plenty you're of time. Stay in the evening. Both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hunt till about nine thirty. It's gonna be hot. So You know it's gonna be warm. Yeah. Hunt till hunt till you sweat. Go back. Take a shower, please, for everybody. Go back to Green Top, <laughs> buy some stuff. Yeah. Go home, another shower to, optional, yeah. and then you can go hunt. Yeah. You don't have to wash the blood off though. No, no, no. I don't I like, mind yeah, that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna talk archery. Because it's right around the corner and um this this is kind of geared towards anybody who already hunts and shoots, mm-hmm. or somebody that wants to, or somebody that maybe is a beginner with this. You know, maybe they started last year, or they've only been doing it a couple years. Uh, they haven't, they don't have a lot of experience doing it. But you're going to kind of go over some this and that's. But first, we should probably just jump right into. Oh, b- before we jump into what's new for 2022. Um, Tell me a little more about yourself, Caleb. Okay. Other than you're probably one of the the, the tallest, <laughs> biggest dudes he's, he's in the up. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a pivot man for our offensive line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's guard and you center. Can't, yeah. You can't miss him. He's in. You know. Well, there's some yeah. days you might find me in long guns, or some days you might find me in archery. That's right. On the yeah. post counter, or on right up counter. But um, no, I uh, I just graduated from Virginia Tech, and like Hunter said, I've been here roughly six years. I'm an avid bow hunter uh enjoy waterfowl hunting as well as fishing so um six man of the year that's right six man of the yeah. year. that's the most important player on the team <laughs> yeah caleb's i mean i don't need to tell him i don't need to tell you either but caleb's great help all over the store oh so, yeah everywhere if you don't see him it's because he's somewhere else it's not because he's not here because <laughs> right. he's somewhere else that's yeah. right or i'm hiding no I'm <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, or he and i are at mcdonald's eating breakfast after a disappointing wood duck hunt right <laughs> that's happened before too <laughs> oh geez so what do we um so what's new for it's kind of late in the year for this but what's new for 2022 in the in the archery world so there's always new stuff but. there is always new stuff and uh i mean i'll give you a rundown as far as we'll start off with the bows yeah you, know, the you, bows. Shooting? you look like a new bow well, you type got a new bow. I know. You look like a new bow man god i think everybody sitting here's got a <laughs> that's new right bow. yeah i have to go around the circle that's, that's um, three new bows i actually i've been shooting the same bow for six years and this past year, I opted to go ahead and order a Hoyt RX-7 Ultra. And mm. uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm looking forward to when I can get in the tree with it for the first time. But it's definitely a new bow to me. It's uh, new for 2022. Looking forward to it. I love it so far. Has Treat- it changed you as a human? <laughs> I don't know. I just so feel like the campaigns in me. I need to run that's up a right, mountain and right. shoot my bow. That's and- true. I saw you jogging earlier. I figured something was up. Yeah, That's a rare occasion <laughs> yeah. for me to be jogging. I don't know where you saw that. <laughs> you were going downhill. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I just tried to catch myself. Well, that's been a hot. That's one been one that's of the hot bows. Bow, yeah. yeah, that and the uh, the other two as well. Andrew knows about the Botex. Yeah, you know, you're shooting the Botex has been selling really, really, really And, and you got... Uh, I have a 21's bow. I have okay. a Solution. Solution, SS, which yeah. is a great bow. Yes. Pound, anybody pound dollar for dollar, solid, solid bow. Anybody getting into it, you know, that's a great starter Correct. bow. A little more cost effective, it. yeah. and it's solid as a rock, does everything it's supposed to do. And it's Absolutely. probably one of the most tunable hanging on that rack Easiest, out there. Yeah. yeah. With their deadlock cam system, 
paper tuning it can spends turn less time in a press. Oh yeah, you yeah. can do it at home. Yeah, which we would encourage you to come see us. So we can Correct. help you do it. Yeah. But, but a, um, a non Bowtech for the most part, absolutely. Yeah, and you, it turns a process that could be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half to 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, so you can sit there with an Allen key and yeah. air shaft it. You yep. can paper tune it. It's uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's sweet, Bo. And you're on Team Matthews. Team Matthews, VXR. VXR. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Came walking no, in the was, door. No, last That's year right. was a V3. Of so, course, it's a two-year-old. Two two-year-old. Two-years-old. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't pass it up. Yeah. Yeah. All black. All black. Murdered out. Yeah. Murdered your out. your buckskin? Buckskin. And mine's uh, half and half. Half buckskin, half black. Mm. Yep. Luke has a cooler. He has a buckskin riser. Black limbs. Mm. And I want to be like Luke, but I don't want to be Luke. So I got black riser. There is a difference, limbs. too. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I want to be like him. I don't want to be him. Exactly. Yeah, there, so I got mine, him, mine and his together could make two solid colored bows. Yeah. So, And he's he's tinkered with his long enough. He's kind of crapping or getting off the pot. He's shooting his new bow this year, too. So. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if he's going to he, – he's got a baby on the way. I don't think he's going to get to hunt much. Luke is setting up his new bow this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's hunting with his new yeah. bow. But so if I you saw really him want the other it. color option, you could – you know, I mean, he's not going to be using it. You he wouldn't just, even know. You just switch a yeah, and he would just never know. He'd take never know. I could just – he and I have the same size. Like, you just pick his bow up. Exactly. Tank. Yeah. <laughs> and Tank got a new – Tank's got the CP28, which, which is, is a new the 2022 Bowtech. Bow and Billy's shooting a new Hoyt. Me and Billy are twinning. We yeah. got the same R7 Ultra. He's got the uh, Wilderness Green, which is slick yeah, it's, looking. it's pretty. It's tough. Not really drab. It is just like a Wilderness Green. Not yeah, it's not vibrant. many. It's not many greens you'd call sexy, but that's a sexy that's a good looking. Green. Bow. It's good yeah. looking. Yeah, a pretty rough looking dude holding it too. So yeah, it makes the bow shine. No kidding. <laughs> he wanted the buckskin. He was great. too scared to look like an elk from when he was in Mexico. Yeah. So I mean, he get challenged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. so what else is new? Um, and as far as bows go, yeah, the Hoyt the RX seven is new. Um, you know what else? What else we got? Matthews has got their V three X, and they've got mm-hmm. that in a thirty one and a twenty eight, I believe, or twenty mm-hmm. nine. Um, that's a cool bow. A lot of your companies now are really trying to go with like an inline uh, with the accessories. And what Matthews did is they have the bridge lock system. So you, if you have a sight that's dovetail, like your Hogfather, mm-hmm. or uh, I think you have a fast. I have a, um, HHA Tetra. Yeah. Tetra, but they can do them either way. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can take that dovetail and it goes right into the riser. Mm-hmm. So everything is in line. Really you don't seamless. have exactly. You don't have a lot of uh, weight on the opposite end of the bow. Uh, and people have been eating that up. Yeah, it's been. Uh, customers that works are really perfect with it. a tight spot. Oh yeah, it falls right. Well, in actually, the side now of the Matthews with that, they've got the uh, what do they call it? And they've got their own quiver. Yeah, it's even tighter than the tight spot. Okay, because there's nothing on that side to no, you know, be no in the way. sight housing in nope. the way. But that whole bow laid on a table is only as wide as the cam. Yeah, it's nuts. which is like three and a half inch tall. And it, Hoyt's it's got something similar. Slit. They've got that Picatinny mount mm-hmm. on the front. So if you run an HHA or if you run uh, – there's another company that did it. I think it was – as far as I know, I think uh, Black Gold and HHA both mm-hmm. have options for the new Hoyts. And it's another thing. It's an inline system. Everything's becoming more streamlined. That seems to be the name They're of the really game lately. really sleek. Yeah. makes the shooting with the quiver a whole yeah. lot easier. Yeah. Yep. Um, as far as crossbows go, the Hoyt or the uh, Raven R500 has been a hot item, um, as well as 10-point has got some new ones out there. Uh, that are really sweeping the market. Yeah, super yeah. fast. They're kind of taking over. Ten yeah. point Raven been neck yeah. and neck, man. And when Raven came out, Raven pulled way ahead at first. They did. Yeah, they were the first to do the real narrow, yeah. hundred yard bow, hundred yard bow, yeah. and that was in twenty seventeen. And then Ten Point caught right back up with them. So what's that little thing, little Raven bow? I saw you with the other day. It looked like a R eighteen like clock, man. R- <laughs> <laughs> thing was like twelve That's a inches new daily long. carry, man. You yeah. Know? <laughs> It's, I don't Hornady's know if you, got you put your hands on one of those yet? No, I have I not. bet it start to finish, it's 18 inches. Yeah. It's tiny. And the limbs cam forward. Your limbs are wrapping over top of the oh, ball. Wow. It is it's weird. I, I, I got to check that out. So that's a cool one. Yeah, it's more more everyday carry. I kind of just want to borrow it, <laughs> yeah. shoot a deer with it, bring it back. I don't know and if I want to buy it. it's got a removable stock, so mm-hmm. you can shoot it like a pistol. It comes nice. with a little red dot on it. It's, it's pretty slick. I don't know if it's an awesome hunting move, but I think it's sweet. It is super, super. But if cool. you kill a deer with it, you could say you you're the man. With it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not only did you shoot one with a pistol, you shot it with a pistol crossbow. That's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Excalibur's got their twin strike, which is pretty sweet. Two shot, double barrel. Yeah. Well, it's like, I guess you could say over under. Yeah. You call it over under for since Andrew's here. That's right. Yeah. It's over under crossbow. 
Well, since so since we're talking about crossbows, I mean, obviously, it's never too late in the year to get a crossbow. No, because it's mean, you so could, easy to set one up yeah. and get one. You could be hunting with one literally in two hours. Absolutely, you could buy yeah, it. Most of those are turnkey. Yeah. By the time yeah. you walk out the store, plus or minus an hour, you're ready to hunt. And Absolutely. I mean, and that that category has been it's been always been popular, mm-hmm. mainly because I mean, a lot of people are just busy. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, sure, they're just they're busy. They don't have time to shoot as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just shoulder want, trouble, they, yeah. You know, they just want knee to, trouble, whatever it may be that hinders you from shooting a traditional yeah. bow. Yeah, it's uh, there used to be a bad stigma with shooting a crossbow. Still, there still is. There one. still is. Yeah, <laughs> We're there still is. That. But we'll we'll skip on that for the <laughs> yeah. next five minutes. And I have no shame in somebody ethically hunting with a crossbow. Oh, I mean, it's, my it's, father's one of them. He can't pull a bow back. He he is really confident with his crossbow, and he doesn't treat it like. A hundred yard rifle. Right. He treats it yeah. like a bow. He yeah. takes fifty yard and in, typically thirty yard and in traditional archery shots. He likes to bow hunt, but is not a bow hunter. Yeah. Which is a perfect person for a crossbow. And he from wants a to add he wants to add four weeks to a season. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd rather somebody, you know, pull the crossbow out a week before the season, then check it once and go bingo. get a stand, then grab a compound straight out of the yeah, sure. The case has been sitting there for a year, sure, and then go get a stand. You got less chance; it's more ethical, yeah. less chance of maiming a deer. Um, and they so hammer you, a deer. Yeah, they do. They hammer a deer. Yes, they <laughs> do. Like Hunter said, if you're the kind of person that just doesn't have the time, sure, or the you don't really enjoy shooting a bow that much, yeah. but you want to get in the woods that extra month, yeah. and you get the Pick first crossbow. plus or minus the first week of the rut. Yeah, you yeah. know, you may catch, you'll catch the first signs, and you see a lot of stuff in October. Well, and you that's see a the lot things. of weather change, a lot of temperature change, a lot yeah. of pattern change. Real some quick. people, some people may just want to be out there. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. That's all, you, that's all you need is just. There's another reason to just be out there. Sure, you just get get your crossbow and go, and never know. Of the ones I see being sold, I don't see them. Most of them aren't going out the door as long range bows. Mm-hmm. They're no. going out the door as part time bow hunters. Yeah, and they're. You know, this that the typical guy nine to five. I get two days a week to hunt, uh, maybe three if I squeeze out of work early. Right. I just want to be able to kill a deer if I see one. Oh, now this is for you. I will say for any current bow uh, crossbow hunters, don't wait until the week before bow season Correct. to shoot your bow because you some, could have string or cable issues yeah, or string, limb issues. Yeah. Yeah. Even taking it out of the case. String and cable issues are always they're probably uh, yeah, it's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. The closer we get to opening season, all that stuff disappears, yes. mm-hmm. and it's almost impossible to get one repaired because yeah. there's nothing available to repair. Correct. All the parts and that's are gone. At here, and that's at Wicked Ridge, and that's at that's Raven. Everywhere. The parts have been destroyed. Distributors, so everything. That's yeah. why yeah. you know now, right now, literally, you know, after you listen to this podcast, time to move. it's time to move. It's yeah. time to really see if where all your gear is and make sure everything is is working properly. Sure. Um, everything looks good, and if you're not sure, bring it by here. Let let the guys look at it and yep. check it out. Just give it a once over. Give it a once yep. over. Yeah. And just say, all right, here we go. Yep. You're, and you're they're they're pretty slick. The having them cocked, having a scope is all to your advantage. But they're not the easiest things to hunt with. Mm. So it's not a not a cut on anybody who shoots a crossbow. Uh, even an able bodied man, a uh, uh, guy who works twenty hours a week, two hundred hours a week. If you're comfortable with the crossbow. Like you said, it's so lethal on a deer. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's obviously not a couple of deer. It's, it's nasty. They don't, most of the time, they don't take it away from them. Yeah. yeah. And like Hunter yeah. was saying, too, we, what do we say? It was 49 days before the season? I think so. Yeah. My string uh, company that we go through, Barn Burner, is three weeks out right now at minimum. Yeah. So yeah. like you were saying, if you are listening to this and you know that you're in any strings or you don't know the status of your bow, Let's do it now. Yeah. Because the closer we get, the less I can promise you you'll be hunting with it open a day. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we'd this, love to sell you a new one. Yeah, yeah we can yeah, do that too. We, we can, can do sell you a backup. Bro. We can always do <laughs> yeah. that. And when you leave the store, you really only have a 20-yard crossbow because you haven't checked your pins. You're not quite sure what your speed is. You, that 20, 30, 40, 50 dot is pretty close, but it could be 20, 31, 38, 52. Mm, and yeah. it's, it's always nice to know that if you're going to take a 47-yard shot. Mm, sure. Yeah. Hold a little high, hold a little low. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people will sight that bow in at 20, 30 yards, and then Freak Off Nasty walks out at 40. And she right over his back. Yep. Oh, yep. Buck, buck Nasty. That's him, man. I'm looking for him. Everybody's looking for Buck Nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next? All right, we talked about crossbows. We talked about what we're shooting. And compounds. Mm-hmm. What accessories. We're shooting. We can hit on some of those. Yeah, what are some of the accessories out right now, man? The crossbow scope game has gotten crazy. It's, you know, with the wild. Garmin crossbow scopes as well as the Burris. Range finders. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Push a button. Reticle drops down, ready to go. So that's pretty wild. Um, 
a lot of the accessories are honed it's, in. It's pretty cheap too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can definitely set up. We ninety we day layaway with twenty percent down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, a lot of the uh, accessories, like we talked about previously with the new bows, are kind of being angled towards those inline systems. Mm-hmm. So you've got the Picatinny mounts for some sites. You've got the uh, some site companies had to make some adjustments because of the uh, bridge lock system with uh, the Matthews. Um, really popular rest right now is uh, the Hamsky Epsilon which is a limb-driven. Um, Hamskies have been known for years for being very bulky, mm-hmm. very heavy. Uh, Hamsky this past year has released the Epsilon, which is much lighter. If you're They're shooting really Matthews, sleek. Yeah. yeah. If you're shooting Matthews, they have a option that will actually go into the integrated rest system that's on the riser, kind of like your VXR, mm-hmm. where you've got that little dovetail slot. Yep. A lot of people are taking advantage of that. Um, trying to think what else. A lot of new quivers. Uh, Hoyt has redone some quivers. Matthews has redone some quivers, like we talked about with the uh, inline systems. Yeah, a lot of new stuff, guys. A lot of new stuff. Yeah, it's time to jump. Now. Our inventory looks pretty good. It is right. Yeah, now. it's a good yeah. time to jump. Yeah, and it's. I don't think it's too late. To it's too late. It's not going to be too late to go if you go now. No. If you start getting set up, because we're getting busier by the day, but we still got plenty of time to to give it towards mm-hmm. customers. But you can get set up in and out of the store in a pretty timely manner and it'll still give you four or five weeks to shoot you know 20 arrows 200 arrows a day it yeah, gives you time you, to get even your if you in. if you come up here and we get you set up let's say right now you come pick up a new bow you want the new matthews you want the new hoyt we've got everything that we need to get you set up you go home shoot 10 arrows a day between now and october 1st i promise you'll, you, be, you'll be ready to right. rock yeah yeah, you'll, yeah be you'll be deadly well, yep. that's pretty much with no experience. That's if you started yeah, from zero right absolutely. now. Any yep. of our guys up here would be happy to get somebody in the range and, and make sure they're comfortable enough with their with their they're gear before up. they go mm-hmm. home. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say now is the time to jump. Definitely. Yeah. So now we got to this for the, versus that. So this versus that. Yeah. This is kind of uh, a bunch of different things that, that you're going to kind of compare. Mm-hmm to tell you to hopefully steer somebody whether they're experienced or just a beginner you know maybe they've been on the fence about some of these yeah. things kind and, of a and, new setup moving and, forward and this this isn't really to push anybody one way or the other but it maybe it'll help make yeah. their mind up you know what i mean because yeah. this is inspired by y'all well there's, there's a, a couple of things on there for me myself because mm-hmm. i think and we'll talk about that you know wrist releases yeah. and the thumb releases mm-hmm. yeah but uh what's the first one you got Fixed blade versus mechanical broadheads. So we've discussed this before. Yeah. yeah. So you go first. You want me to go first? You demand. It really depends. Should on start off with what you shoot. But I shoot both. That's okay. the problem. Because so, because they're equal. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. I think that it really depends on what you're hunting and what poundage you're pulling back. You know, and if you we got some guys that come up here and get setups done before they go to Colorado every year, or they go to Wyoming or New Mexico, mm-hmm. and there are different you know laws as to what broadheads you can shoot. Mm-hmm. Some states you can't shoot uh, expandable broadheads. Yeah. Um, now, as far as you know, what I like you asked me, what do I do? Um, when I was at Tech and uh, hunting really tough mountains, tough terrain, I shot a big expandable. I was shooting a Hoy- or excuse me, a uh, Rage tripan which is a really big two-blade mechanical. And the reason for that is I don't feel like tracking a deer up and down, up sure, and down, absolutely over mountains. Get all the blood out yeah. as you can. But if I get, like we just said, buck nasty on camera, I might switch to a fixed blade just to eliminate that room for error. Because if it's if a mechanical's 99% going to open, 99.5% going to open. If you are shooting the recommended poundage and you are doing everything in your power, mm-hmm. 99% it's going to work out fine. But the fixed blade's cut on contact, ready to go exactly. all the time. That 0.1% or 1% Correct. is Could not be in there. Back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that being said, um, mechanicals typically shoot much like your field tips. Oh, yeah, almost you're exactly. Be, it, that's another thing, too, with the uh, fixed versus mechanical debate is that if you're shooting a big fixed blade, then you're going to have to take the time to either buy another pack of broadheads, buy a sharpening stone, or you're going to have to take the time to tune it to your bow because because of the aerodynamics of the blade, it's going to fly totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you went out and bought a pack of hypodermics or a pack of Spitfires, they're going to shoot like a few. You never points. have to shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. Screw just, them in and go. Now, if you're paranoid like me, I'm still going to take one. It's and good just, to shoot them. Just yeah. check to make sure everything's good. Yeah. But. It really just depends, like like I said earlier. I mean, it, it's just 
a personal preference thing as far as mm-hmm. what you're shooting as far as poundage goes. Most of your broadhead companies, if it's an expandable, recommend 65 pounds or more. Yeah. So if you're kind of on the line. Most people are hunting probably 60, 60, yeah, 62. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're on the line, it's not ever a bad idea to call it safe and get you a fix. I mean, yeah. and a lot of people, they buy uh, ones that they want something that's the most field point accurate. And there's actually been a few. Uh, YouTubers or you know um, social media influencers like Seek One and uh, the Hunt in Public and different stuff like that that have uh, done you know ballistics gel tests and field point tests, seeing which ones are the closest. And we have some of those uh, options here, like the Slick Tricks. Mm-hmm. Those are good. I think Billy killed a couple elk with those, and mm-hmm. I think Todd did too. And they're little, mm-hmm. but they're deadly sharp. They are, and they very are sharp. razor, razor, razor sharp, super accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's is, and that's. Uh, that will we'll get into that later, but that's maximum penetration. Oh yeah, versus speed. Absolutely, that's more energy versus speed mm-hmm. type setup. Yeah, Which, there's not as much energy being you know used to open it. Correct. It's automatically doing its job as soon. And as when it I shot a recurve, I shot a fixed blade because I did Montec, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. G five because I didn't want to lose one. anything. I wanted a sharp, basic, traditional looking broadhead mm-hmm. that was cut on contact because I didn't know if I'd get a pass through and I didn't want to give up any energy that I, that I would have in a. 47 pound blow yeah, yeah for sure the other one that i'm a big fan of as far as the fixed blades go is the q80 exodus which they are qad is actually based out of madison heights yeah they're virginia so company. they're kind of local um mm-hmm. and they have a great broadhead and some of those like i said those social media influencers that um have done those tests qad was on top that cool. was the number one yeah when you get down to the uh, mechanicals uh, i'm a rage guy which so I, I prefer a Spitfire. Really? Yeah. Even though you're losing more energy to open them. I'm a big fan of Spitfire. I just, mm-hmm. I know what they do on a deer. I've killed yeah. deer with Rage, too, yeah. but yeah. that Spitfire is bad news. That double cross where it's two Rage-type broadheads and two Grim Reaper type. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <sighs> He's using that internal locking system. No rubber bands, no collars. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to worry about anything like that. They, uh, Garen used to hunt with those things and would like leave holes. Grim Reapers? No, the uh, double uh, crawls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those were nasty. They're bad news, man. Luke shoots the Grim Reapers. They're yeah. good, too. Swear is mine. Mm, Schwackers are good. Mm-hmm. A lot of good options. They're, just... they're more field point like Yeah. in their flight. And if your bow is tuned properly, they'll shoot either. Exactly. Yeah. It's all, it kind of comes down to the whole, the total process, the whole package. Of course. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. But yeah, something big you want to shoot cut on contact. Yeah, it's kind Something of where with, I'm at where it's personally. a penetration game, yeah. Yeah, I would just eliminate that room for error before anything else goes wrong. Just <laughs> Yeah, and you talked about your rest. Uh, just for the people who know and people who don't, what would be a big selling point between a QAD and a Hamski and a Whisker Biscuit or uh, their the Trophy Ridge equivalent okay. of a Whisker Biscuit? Like it, I know there's some arrow contact, mm-hmm. there's some fletching contact, but – if you have two or three that are all but identical, why would one would go one over the other? Well, we can kind of get into drop away versus, yeah, versus whisker biscuit yeah. first because a lot of people don't really know, you know, what are they gaining when they're buying a drop away? What's keeping them from buying the brand new Hoyt out there and throwing a whisker biscuit on it? Yeah. And you can still go kill a deer with that. There's sure. nothing wrong with that. But if you're spending the amount of money that some of these new bows cost and you want to get the performance that they're rated for, you got to get the drop away. Get the right accessories. And the reason behind that is consistency. You know, with the whisker biscuit, your fletchings are going to be going through the bow a different way every single time. There's no consistency there. But at the same time, as your arrow continues to go downrange, it's going to correct itself with that con- lack of consistency on a whisker biscuit. Mm-hmm. But with the drop aways, you're opening up doors for tuning capabilities. You know, you're going to notice your group starting to tighten. Broadhead tuning is going to be less of a hassle easier, especially yeah. if you like fixed blades it's going to be less of a hassle um when you get down into comparing okay well you know i'll get a drop away but you've got the hamskis here you've got the qad's here what do i go with um the qad's are have been crazy popular here at green top ever since i started working here they've been doing really well and i shot one for years you shoot one mm-hmm. right now don't yeah, you shoot one yeah they're great um they're cable driven so when you compare you know, the hamskis to the QADs, you're looking at a cable-driven rest versus a limb-driven rest. Well, what's a limb-driven rest? Limb-driven rest is actually a cord that stretches from the rest all the way to the limb. And while your bow is at rest, your launcher's down. And as you draw the bow back, the launcher raises to 90 degrees, and when you shoot, it gets out of the way. It works kind of the opposite. It's kind of the opposite, yeah. Because that, um, that string is tight when the bow's at rest. Mm-hmm. And then the string loosens up 
as the bow loose as the yeah. bow gets tighter. Whereas with the QAD, yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. So you, with the QAD or uh, trophy ridge or some other kind of drop away, rip cord is another good example. Um, as you draw your bow back, the downward driving cable on your bow is dragging that cord down taut and then brings the rest to 90 degrees. The action of you shooting launches that launcher down and your arrow flies out of the bow. So like you said, when you compare you know the ham skis to the QADs, um, you're looking at, I kind of tell people, and this is a this is Billy Nykar speaking to me, um, the ham skis, you can repair those on the fly. You don't need a bow press. You know, so if you're going to New Mexico, you're going to Colorado, you're hunting a lot of national forests mm-hmm. in Virginia, you're camping, backpacking. You're deep, three, four miles You're deep miles in the woods, deep, yeah. yeah. You can take a shoelace <laughs> off your boot and make it work. You don't have to have a bow press. You don't have to have a bow tech. You don't have to come up to green top. You can fix it yourself so you can still hunt. Whereas with QAD, if something goes wrong, you will have to either come up here if you have a bow press at the house or something and press the bow to fix it. So a little more intricate repair, yep. yeah. yeah. But in theory, both outperforming the whisker biscuit 100%. when it comes to arrow contact and downrange and consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Just because you're not only are you hitting the same spot, you're not hitting anything. Yeah, you're flying right through the rest. Yeah, arrows contact, coming out of the nothing. bow at a level point. Just as if nothing was touching it, and okay. it's uh, flying through. So, so as that arrow goes out, what do you use to send it down range? Are you a wrist strap? Or are you a thumb button? Or are you a we would just bite, bite the D loop and just rip it back with your teeth? Or are you, you know, I'm in between them too, in between a wrist style and a thumb button right now. Yeah, we were talking about that before we started recording. I'll start with you. What are you shooting this year? I'm shooting a True Ball. I don't even know the model. It's thumb button. Gotcha. Um, it was the most expensive. The one I liked, it was the most expensive <laughs> one they had. It was yeah. not cheap. But it fits my hand right. It's nice and heavy. You can clip it, leave it on a string, walk away from it. Hang it in the tree. When I need to go, I can play on my phone. I can look around and keep my hands in my pocket if it's cold. And when it's time to shoot, I grab the release and go. Yeah. Nothing on my wrist, nothing clinking on the metal mm-hmm. in the tree stand, nothing in the way other than me finding it and pulling it back and hitting it with my thumb. Mm-hmm. Off it goes. I tell a lot of customers. I shot at wrist release just as good. I just felt the need to try something new, but yeah. I just got something new. Changing up. Yeah. yeah. But there is a shooting difference. There is. And a whole lot of people shoot one better than the other. Your anchor is more natural with a thumb button. The bottom, the back of my jawbone. Yes. Yeah, it seems like it falls into place. It's more natural. Yep. I tell a lot of customers, uh, <laughs> I give them an example as far as, like you were just talking about, having the release already hooked on the bow. One of the first bow kills I ever had, I had it on camera, and I was shooting a wrist-style release. And as the buck walked out, it took me probably like 15 or 20 seconds to get it to find <laughs> to get it on the D loop. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah. there like looking at the deer and clipping. Sure. Whereas if you have a thumb button, you just grab the bow, yeah. grab a release and go. Yep. But um, no, I'm in between releases right now and trying to make a decision before October 1st. But you right. shoot a Stan Slowski. I shoot a Stan Slowski shoot off. Okay. Which yeah. is a four finger, a four finger thumb button. Thumb button. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's three really finger releases. and four finger that pretty much depends on how you hold your hand. Yeah. It's a, I like the three mm-hmm. and you shoot a four finger with three fingers. Don't you have one behind? No. Do you have it no, on the fourth I, I keep all four on okay. there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, shooting mine. Mine's a three, but I'm only shooting with two. I was. Just the, the, like a fastball fingers. Yeah, and I was stuck between trying a thumb release or not, because I, I always shot a wrist, and I mm-hmm. said, well, I'm going to do it, because I think I watched, I don't know, I think it was a John Dudley video or something like that when he was explaining them or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try one. So I yeah. tried them, and, and it shot it good. Yeah. But... uh I, for some reason, I think I, I still shoot a wrist you release You didn't shoot better. it better. Yeah. It's more consistent. I think that's where Caleb's at. He yeah, likes the thumb, but yeah. he shoots the wrist I like better. it. Mm-hmm. I, I like the convenience of yep. it, but I I, I just I, I think my confidence is better with a wrist. And it's more and gun-like. No, it is, and yep. it's less yeah. well, it's less panic, too, mm-hmm. when you're when you're shooting. From yeah. This, yeah. One you know, so thing I'm thumb, struggling with right now. I don't really hit it with my thumb. I just close my thumb, and it, my joint squeezes mm-hmm. it. You yeah. tighten your, you pinch your yeah. back muscles together, and it's like yeah, almost I'm like kinda, back tension. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just kind of I'm, I'm double-jointed, so I can't. You just say it doesn't do you any good, yeah. <laughs> and a wrist release feels a lot more like a rifle trigger. Yeah, so yeah. more a, a three-season deer hunter would probably prefer the wrist release right. and some of those you can adjust them down to like a two pound break they're clean yeah. breaks and they're they can get pricey too but they're significantly cheaper than a thumb button and yeah. if you're playing you need to play with a 400 dollars release or 300 dollars release and ah oh, this ain't for me yeah. now it's worth 100 hours use right. you know you don't want to kind of want to make sure that i was fortunate tank has one i could play with his first there but, you go. um i like the thumb i like the idea of leaving it on the bow 
that's yeah, the selling point for me. Yeah. yeah I just can't. And the last can't one I had with... a I think it was a true fire something hardcore mm-hmm. and it had a buckle you could fold it back. Yeah. It didn't dangle around. That was nice and convenient. That's another but, good one. But it's a and that was a hook, not a claw. Yeah, if I do a wrist release this year, which is kind of looking what it's going to end up when it's I'm going to shooting, it's going to be a hook because that's another thing where it's just less time, less. Yeah, you just hook it right to your dealie. You don't yeah. have to worry about pinching anything down. It's just ready to go. Yeah, and most of that comes down to shooting them. Which mm-hmm. one? Which one's more natural? Which one's got a better anchor yeah. point? Because you may have to move your D loop. You may have to move your peep sight. Oh, when you on change you... releases, your draw length will change. Yeah. If you go from Luke shooting... Luke just had to move his yep. either an inch or half an inch. Yeah. yeah. If you go from shooting a, you know, a wrist release straight to a thumb button, your draw length, your anchor, everything's going to change totally. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's one thing, too, that I was thinking the other day when I was like debating on Switch. I'm like, I really want to just switch this yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to start so all over. Yeah. <laughs> but coming there's, down to it... There's still time. There yeah. is still time. There's still days. time. You and, oh, go ahead. I'm go sorry. ahead. I was just gonna. I was gonna keep shopping the list. Go ahead. That's what. That's what. You got I, that's two where I was on heading. here. One kind of leads into the other. You got let off, and you got poundage. Let's do let off first. You gonna do let off? Mm-hmm. Okay. High let off versus low let off. A lot of your bows nowadays have, which is kind of wild. People that come in here that have been shooting forever and you know shot the bare whitetail twos and shot the old Matthew solo cams. Are like, you can adjust let off on this? Like, yeah. So good example is the RX seven. You can adjust it from uh, eighty to eighty five percent. I'm shooting 80% right now. And the reason being is that with less let off, you have that tension pulling on you, forcing you to kind of hold hold your spot, hold your spot and, and let that pin rest right where you need to shoot it. Um, higher let off is great, especially if that deer walks behind that tree. You can sit there and you're only holding, if it's 85%, you're only holding 15% of that 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can sit there and just wait, 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 wait. But as far as the, from the shooting aspect, if you want, more accuracy if you want your groups to be tighter you know less let off may be better for you and that's not everybody you know right. i might mm-hmm. andrew might shoot better with yeah, 85%. mine's 85 yeah yeah yep. and maybe it's the way the two bows cam when you roll back and you're holding 15 percent when you start easing up it wants to jump forward. oh yeah where if you're sitting at 80 percent, even though it's like two pounds three pounds difference you can certainly mm-hmm. feel it and it makes you push against it, mm-hmm. but you don't want to push so hard you're stretching the string. Yeah. Either. So as mm-hmm. long as you can find that sweet spot and keep it, keep it always drawn at 29 inches, always mm-hmm. drawn at 29 inches, then I think you're okay. But I saw you shooting your bow when you were adjusting it. It seems like you're, seems like you're shooting it better at 80. Yeah. Even though it probably feels better at 85. I for me, I really didn't feel that. It's kind of funny though because uh, before the Hoyt, I was shooting an Elite. Okay. And Elite is very known when they had the energy series and the synergy which is what i was shooting yeah for being up to 90 percent let off yeah so they're really yeah when you go to let that bow down it's almost like you got to push it it, yeah and they when it goes it jumps yeah it's really hard so that helps that let off controls you let down Mm -hmm. so So going from something with that high of let off to 85 it was like yeah i can still feel it and i put it to 80 and i felt better about it yeah in a way i felt more comfortable sure. and i just i could definitely feel a difference in the pin float and my whole shooting process you talk about the deer walking behind a tree is let off more important than let down or that's well that, kind i think of, it depends kind of on what the deer toss. does how long is the deer staying behind the tree so if he's making his move which well, is all personal preference but if he's making his move on you and he's at say 30 32 mm-hmm. and his line is going to draw him to about 28 yards and a hole right in front of you just like you drew it up yeah, and he stops behind a holly bush that you forgot to cut, you know, or the limb that wasn't there last year, whatever yeah. it may be, and he stops. And now you drew when he is two steps away, and he makes a scrape, and he's gonna be there for four minutes. Mm. You, I mean, nobody wants to hold a bow for four minutes. Yeah, because after when you get to minute four, you just go pluck it. As soon as he walks out in front of you, you go shoot right over him or stick him in his neck, or yeah. it's gonna be a bad shot. When you draw, and now you're forced to let down. Is your comfort in that 30 to 40 seconds of holding it worth the uncomfort of letting it down? I think the 80% is going to be more... It's going to be easier for you to let down. It's going to be easier for you to let down, 100%. And if you were to tell that to a customer, would you just run that scenario by them and say, your choice? Is it going to be easier to hold or is it going to be easier to give up? Because if you give up and he doesn't hear you or he doesn't jump, he will eventually hit that hole and you just draw again and go. You, You would tell it to a customer, but most, when we sold those elites a few years back, Yep. They still wanted the night. They didn't care. They yeah, wanted to okay. hold it. And, and I mean, it was all in that a, first. That's the answer I was fishing yeah. for, I think. Yeah. And when it all showed when they, the first time they shot it in the range, you would take them in there, we want to try this bow out. And that hit that back wall. And it's like, don't, 
Yeah. And they're like, that's their claim oh to gosh. fame. That was the most shootable bow yeah. you could buy. Yeah. Yep. The shootability challenge. Yeah. What they, that yep. was, a mar- was their marketing aspect of I it. Think it. I find it very important to be able to let the bow down. I'm with you. Cause yeah. And I hunt a lot of fields and field mm-hmm. corners and a lot of kind of open trees where he's going to see me more than likely when I draw it, as long as I can do it without pissing him off or really pissing her off, right. pissing the doe off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I can get away with it, I don't really want to get away with it twice. Mm-hmm. But I know if I'm cornered to let down, if it's such a jolt, I won't be able to control it. Especially if you hold it for about 60, 90 seconds. Now i got to let down, kind of stretch my shoulders yeah. a little bit. And as soon as you let down is Readjust. when he decides to move. Yeah, yeah That's like clock. Yeah, whatever you think's going to happen won't. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. and whatever you think's not going to happen probably will. Sure. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And, you know, when you're hunting a big a, a place with a lot of trees – you almost got to play those scenarios out. Like, yeah. all right, well, if he goes this if, way, if he's coming this way, yeah. what's what's going to stop him between here and there, or sure. whatever? Cutting, shooting lanes, and, you know, and just yeah. Everything. And it goes yeah. back to yeah. stuff people hopefully are riding around in their four wheelers listening to this. They're out cutting, shooting lanes, and yeah. yeah. If you got that saw in your hand, cut it. Yeah. <laughs> if you got the saw in your hand, cut it. Yeah. It's worth the exposure to the deer than it not yeah. having a shot. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. And that's same with lemon hunting roads for your dog club or uh, hanging up a 500-yard shooting tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut it. Because you that, got that, yeah, cut. That, that holly tree or that holly branch that you don't think You've he's going to You've never seen a deer there. That, that's, that's where he's <laughs> going to go. Gonna be the one, yeah. And it's going to be the one you're after. Yeah. Or the biggest mistake, you're like, you go through there in September or you go through there now and you're like, oh. It looks time great. October gets here, it's going to be gone. It's They're going to be on the ground. Out. And then you get in there October, Correct. and it's just, I can't see anything. Yeah. Correct. Still got some leaves. Then by the time the leaves are going, now you got sticks to shoot around. Yeah, I'd rather right. shoot through the leaves than shoot around the sticks. Just yeah. cut it all. Yeah, <laughs> cut it. It's all in your hand, cut it. Yeah, just get now, rid of it. I like the. I like having a high let off. I don't like having a high let off when it's time to let go. Yeah. Which, the, those elites, man, were nuts. There was yeah. videos out there of people drawing the bows on a bow scale, and just the weight of the bow was enough to hold that 10%. And they just let their hands go and yeah. it's that full draw on a scale. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it was crazy. set up of a loaded bow. I loved my elite. I still have it, but I'm gonna play with the Hoyt this year. So we'll So see. what do you like for poundage? You're a big you're an above average, above strength person. So if you were to look at your average man, somebody like me or Hunter walks in mm-hmm. six foot one ninety, they pretty comfortable about sixty pounds. I would say sixty is a perfect starting point for somebody getting into it. Now you will run into people that you know, and you're using muscles in your body that you don't use for anything yeah. else. Very strange well. feeling. Yeah, well, and that's it's a weird thing. soreness the next day. Really After is. shooting about 80 arrows, you yeah. tight. But you wake you, you wake those muscles up. Sure, and you do. it's it's like yoga, like sure. we talked about. Yep. Yoga for guys. Yeah, that's right. But, yoga uh, for dudes, man. Or, hey, you know, or girls. <laughs> sure, you know, we got to include them. You know, well, they but, got uh, their own yoga. Right. Yeah, this true. is yoga for dudes. Yeah, but ladies, welcome. Don't be don't don't think like if anybody's you know talking trash to you about mm-hmm. shooting 60 pounds 60 versus 80 dude there's nothing wrong with that no because I, I got you a are, good can you if anybody ever makes fun of you for the pounds you shoot yeah ted nugent hunts with 40 pounds yeah and he man. kills bigger deer and has killed more than the three of us will ever see exactly. absolutely yeah. so you can yep. just spit that right back you see yeah. it a lot in um in sporting clays and which is significantly more my game but the one ounce shell versus the outside oh, yeah. i can't handle the recoil I would much rather not take the pounding and put up a higher score yeah. than yeah. take the pounding and my little bit of pride, but I shot like crap. Yeah, right. I would much rather kill the deer, 10-ring arrow, kill the clay target. Right. I want you got to go with what's comfortable. And I would not care about what somebody else thinks no. of, yeah. of me or what I shoot sure. because – that's not. I'm not letting that. They didn't get pay the, for any of it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You start, if you start paying the bills, I'll start listening. I'm <laughs> yeah. doing this. I'm doing this for me. This and is my time. Yeah. And my project. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So you know, you do with you know, you, you shoot with what's the most comfortable mm-hmm. for you. And you what's know? the Virginia poundage slash speed slash distance requirement? Is so it, the law is a distance requirement, but ethically, and I'd say borderline legally. As far as because it's it's really hard to put a, a poundage number on a distance because yeah. I could probably take a twenty pound bow and if I held it high enough it probably get that distance. Yards, yeah, yeah. Um, forty pounds is the minimum. That's why I yeah. tell everybody. And there's been kids that kill deer with thirty pound bows, but I think that's the exception. Absolutely, not the rule. But yeah. you you tell them forty with the hopes it'll be a forty yeah. by the time season comes. Sure, in. and they're and that's muscles that they haven't used and oh, stuff that don't get yeah. figured out. But that uh, Virginia requirement is. 100 yards of flight? I think so. I think that's what it is. Okay. But it's so hard. Like I said, it, 40 pounds is the, the most 
probably the ethical choice as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I, I, I've heard a whole lot of people say 40 to 45 yeah. is where I, where I want a new shooter at. Mm-hmm. Then you'll shoot your way into 55, 60. That'll come oh, yeah, in time once those muscles wake up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The more you shoot, I tell everybody 10 arrows a day. That's the best the, choice you can make to build those muscles up. Without wearing out. Exactly. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, well, what exercise? I go to the gym a lot. What exercises can I do to waken those muscles? Shoot your bow. That's yeah. literally yeah. the only because those little they're all little muscles mm-hmm. and they're stability muscles. Yeah. So probably free weights compared to a machine. So if you're uh, you yeah, know you wouldn't have so. to change your whole workout routine, but if you want the stability, instead of doing overhead press on a Smith machine, mm-hmm. take a thirty in each hand and do overhead press because you're you're using the little muscles as your yeah. I've heard as people say dumbbell rows too. Yeah. So, but yeah. no, I would I would just shoot. That, that's literally the only way to really you, get yourself And bows prepared. are sold in 10-pound increments. So the advertised yes. number is 10 pounds. The bow will go 10 pounds less. There are a few exceptions. Okay. Uh, when the, I believe the Matthews Verdicts came out, they switched to a switch weight module system. So your bow has it as well, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, the Matthews bows, what they did was, and it's kind of a known thing kind of in the archery world, that when a bow is, its limb uh, bolts are, turned all the way down it's going to perform better than if it was turned out to adjust poundage so matthews their engineers designed a modular system that adjusts the peak weight of the bow using mods so when you buy a new matthews nowadays it can be changed from i think it's 55 all the way to 75 Mm -hmm. and you can get a 55 pound mod a 60 pound mod which is awesome because you're getting the most performance out of the bow absolutely and then you know another thing to think about is efficiency because you look at um try to think you look at the ratings the companies are giving it for, and if you start cranking that limb bolt out, you might not get that. But yeah. somebody who can only pull back 55 may have a better chance if it's peaked out. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll retain all the energy and speed yeah. and performance out of the bow. You shoot 70 pounds? I shoot 70 pounds. Okay. You're 60-ish? I'm right now. I am, yeah. I think I'm 62 online. Yeah. yeah. Now, if that's, I shoot a fixed weight, I back it off. That's just Okay. Because yeah. you don't want it to be so erratic. Well, I'm, I'm comfortable with 70 now. And I wanted the max. When I got this bow, I told myself I was going to screw the limb bolts down all the way down. And I was like, I'm, I'm a rock 70 Max pounds. it out. Get um, all your performance out. Yeah. And I I don't know. That's where I'm comfortable now. But with the uh, when I shot the Exodus, when I shot the Slick Tricks, in previous years, I was shooting 60, 65. Yeah. I want something that's comfortable because there's a big difference from drawing a bow back in our range and when it's 32 degrees outside, 20 right. up in the With air. With three jackets yeah. on yeah. and a deer staring at you. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And, and if you're holding, used to drawing at ground level, now you may want to draw starting on the deer pulling mm-hmm. back. Or you may want to, people still start high and work your way down, but that's just add movement. Well, it's, yeah. When you got two, four, six, ten eyes on you, yeah. it's hard to do. And yeah. well, when you're getting in and when you're shooting on a daily basis, you should be shooting like that. In a hunting drawing scenario. In those yes. scenarios. Yep. And another thing, too, is get the blood pumping yeah. and try to shoot some arrows, too. You Run know down that? your driveway and come back and shoot I mean, because that, yeah. that's... And shoot if, one. If for you score. want to mimic what mm-hmm. it's like for mm-hmm. that, you know, if yeah. you want to get used to that Absolutely. target panic or yep. that adrenaline, mm-hmm. man, yeah, Run, do, do a couple of wind sprints or something mm-hmm. and then pick that bow up and try to... Try to and make, try try to make, make a 30-second shot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, as simple as 20 or 30 or, yards. Or, or hold it. Hold it for 60 seconds. And, and then, then take a shot. Yep. That's a good practice. It's hard. You know, it's sitting very there. Hard. You know, it's kind of like it's And not like drawing you, it and looking away. Right. Like no, you're doing a plank. Sit there on target as yeah. long as you can. target. And let it down. Yeah, because it, it, it's straining your eyes sure. and everything. But it's kind of like a workout program you, you do just for your physical fitness. You can do these all these different various things on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. yeah. on day to day. And Caleb had nailed ahead ten arrows a day, right? Yeah. Plenty. That's yep. I like. I need, like man. shooting two dozen. How you shoot but those ten arrows? You it, can differ that yes. every day, oh, yeah. and that's more important yeah. than shooting a hundred arrows. Is how can you control the ten? Right. And I had a guy give me some of the best advice I ever got with a bow. Was said he said set your bow and arrows out in your yard Saturday doing yard work, whatever it may be. Every time you walk by it, shoot it one time. Yeah, that's a good way to And do check it, your group. If you mm-hmm. can shoot a five-arrow, one-inch group, that's awesome. Yeah. Can you shoot a five-arrow, five-hour, one-inch group? Yeah, right. It's really yeah. hard. Because yeah. you might yep. be sitting in that stand for five hours before you get the opportunity. Sure. Yeah. And you're going to be Throw stiff. And when he, when Bucky walks out, you're not going to stretch and say, hang on a second, buddy. Let me shoot three in the ground first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's All of them are cold. Rifle terms be cold bore. Cold yeah. bore, yeah. yeah. So how exactly. is it going to? How are you and the bow going to shoot? I do shoot mine before I go hunting. When I'm in the garage getting my clothes together, everything's going on, I'll pluck it three or four times mm-hmm. just to move my back. Yeah. Yep. 
In the yeah. evening, not so much, but in the morning. Like practice swings, right? Yeah, we're swinging the bat. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> swinging the bat a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't. On deck circle. Yeah, yeah. I don't rely too heavy on the poundage. It's more performance. It really is. You, if it, you're shooting it better at 52 than you are at 57, shoot at 52. Man, if yeah. It, yeah. It'll kill a deer. Comfort it, is absolutely. more important. You know, it like, all comes down to shot I, placement. I've yeah, had people comfort. come in here days a day after their hunt. They're like, dude, I. I drew this back. I, I couldn't even get it back. Like I yeah. buck walked out. I couldn't get it back. I was <laughs> yeah. pulling in your range yesterday. I'm like, it's a whole different sure. ball game. Yeah, because your when buddies you start told at you. 10 o'clock and work down, it's way easier than yeah. starting at 8 o'clock and drawing up. All right. Yep. All these, there's been like a huge trend. And your buddies picking on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't, don't listen to your buddies, man. Just The thing now is 80 pounds. And yeah, I was about to that's say, that's, that's been a huge uh, sweep of the customer base since campaigns got popular. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wanting to shoot 80 pounds. Have you seen Cam Haynes? Correct. Dude, okay. The dude runs 26 miles every morning. Yeah. He's different. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. dude is different. The guy is definitely Correct. built different. So, yeah. Which is awesome. And yeah. More power to it. That's his life. Yeah. It's his yeah. business. And he's the kind of guy that probably has the money to go hunt Cape Buffalo in Africa. Sure. So you Where he'll need, get his 80 pounds. Yeah, you need yes. 80 pounds in order to do that. It's a law. So. But a 110-pound big mama doe. We'll take a forty-five pound arrow just fine. <laughs> yeah, she will take it just fine. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you'll still hit them. You'll still hear that when the when you go right through the lung. Yeah. You'll be just fine. Hit some plenty hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So with that, we're kind of on the arrow topic now. Is the diameter a, a feature? Is that a selling feature? A yes. Speed feature, an energy feature, and that kind of we'll do this one first. This will be a short one. The fletchings. Yep. What's the deal for you? And then what's the deal for a, a guy walking in the store? Because there is a difference. You know, there's – so I fletch my own arrows. That's the difference. Yeah, that's <laughs> the big difference. Okay. Um, and the key difference is you know how to fletch your own arrows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, there, a, that's important. This is not a glue stick. No, yeah. that's very important. Yeah. I'd say 75% of our customers are shooting them out of the box straight fletch, which mm-hmm. is fine. You can go sure. kill a deer like that, no problem. Right. I kind of compare fletching arrows to reloading in a way. Yeah. You're getting more out of your arrow. Sure. If you decide mm-hmm. you want to shoot – I'm trying to think, uh, iron wheel broadheads, and you really want, you know, you need four fletch because it's such a heavy broadhead. You need that turn to be more. That's great. Learn how to fletch. Would it's you something fletch, fun to do. Can you fletch my arrows? I can fletch your arrows, Hunter. I'd be happy to. <laughs> Luke fletched my arrows. I got some, I, I got some uh, custom bro- uh, Rush Brother customs. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like people reload for other people. That's exactly know? what it is. That's yeah. all it is. And there is, you know, I'm not, not trying to solicit work for Caleb, but there's, there's friendly trades that can be made. Uh, hey man, I'll, you know, can I buy your lunch and you fletch my twelve arrows? Yeah, that's what I did with Luke. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and uh, the fletchings and the wraps and helicals versus not helicals yeah. and the stiff veins and soft veins, mm-hmm. two inch, four inch. Yeah, you know, it's a it never hole. stops. You, you can keep going. But that's a great comparison to to reloading. Yeah. If it's your thing, do it. Right. If it ain't your thing, have somebody do it for yeah. you. Yeah. Tim Rhodes <laughs> might enjoy sitting in front of the television and reloading and, hey, and punching yeah, primers. It's, it's yep. a great thing to learn how to do when the season's over. And That's an awesome March project. Get ready. Yes. In February, March, there's yep. nothing else going on. This is, you are the guy. You are the fletching guy. That's it's good time to learn how to And fletch. by August, you're you're ready. If you, you cut yeah. an arrow, if you shoot a Robin Hood or exactly. you cut an arrow, you can just knock it off fletching mm-hmm. on one. Exactly. And you don't have to start over. Yeah. So the wraps, mine are wrapped all white, hopefully so I can see blood, not grass stains. Right. And, <laughs> and the, the white's easy to pop, easy to find, with no natural whites in the woods. So your uh, team wrap. Because that's a thing too. I like the wrap, wrap versus unwrap, so that when I don't like those colors, I can just take them off, start over. I don't have to ever run a knife on my arrow. There you go. Because that's I exactly if I my just, argument. In my mind, if I take all the glue off and I start scratching that carbon, yeah, I don't. That don't like it. it doesn't sit no. well with me. It's not. So cool. if I take the wrap off, it's good. We're good. Start all go. over. Just like peeling a skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's. And so fletches. We covered that. That, that was, was that quick. was a, that yeah. was a good coverage right that there. That was a good. Uh, you just punted on that one. Say that's a that's yeah. a five hour discussion. Yeah. yeah, it really could go way further, but we'll we'll keep it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you shoot helicals. I shoot. Yeah, I shoot a half inch. I think. I, oh no, maybe it's not a half inch. It's, I shoot a right helical with three a vein. right offset, three vein. Do your arrows naturally spin to the right? Oh, this is going to get. This will, yeah, this they this naturally is, spin to the left. But let me hit you with okay. something because somebody got on me this about this the other day. Me and Billy had a deep conversation about this. We, Billy has tried, uh, and I think Luke has tried, to do the left offset because arrows naturally want to go Most, left. Arrows, most naturally, arrows do. Yeah. Most of them naturally go left. The problem with that is, as you're shooting, that unscrews your field points. 
that on Scrooge yes. broadhead. Yeah. I'm not. And I'd in, rather have. I'd rather have that energy just switch just a bit rather than have my broadhead okay. get loose on it. That's the. That's the way I would think yeah. too. And in, in a 35 yard shot, you could unscrew it enough just to have doubt. Yeah, I just Got I don't it. trust it. And I've been Got shooting right helical, right offset for a while. I think I'm about to flip some more arrows. And I was thinking about doing just straight. And flush your vice right. will do left or right. Yeah, I have Got a Bitsenberger. Okay. Luke's got the sweet one. He's got the he's the, got the, the Master Daddy, Pro. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool one. Cool. Now, what does that have to do with arrow diameter? While we're on fletching arrows, and so I would say that the arrow diameter uh, standard versus small would probably be you know and two categories we can talk about: four, five, and six millimeter, right? Yeah. So your okay. smallest right now, something like the that we have on the shelf would be something like the East and Long Range, the four millimeters, and uh, they have that in Axis as well as the FMJs. So it's using an outsert, which traditionally is a little bit different for the FMJs and the Axis. They typically use an HIT insert, which is hidden, mm-hmm. kind of like what you shoot, kind of like what I yeah, shoot. Yeah, minor um, hidden inserts. FOC, front of center, is something that is going to be uh, a higher chance of it being better with is that, more weight that up front. Is all energy? Yes. Not speed-based, it's energy-based. No, based. I mean, they say long-range, but I really think that the biggest advantage you're getting with a smaller diameter arrow is, you know, it's the difference between taking this ballpoint pen and hitting my hand with this side or clicking out the, the ink and hitting okay. with this side, you're reducing your surface area. Mm-hmm. So you've got more penetration power um, that might you know benefit you if you hit a shoulder blade. It okay. might punch right through it, mm-hmm. okay. depending on the broadhead. But you see what I mean. Less yeah. drag all the way through the deer, yeah. all the way through the air. Okay. But that skinnier arrow, by having that, you have all your weight shoved up front. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of your weight, yes, sir. Which is an energy transfer. Uh-huh. Okay. Which is a big game. Four or five hundred pounds plus. Yeah, okay. I think that's where that, it becomes important. Yeah, your yeah. Uh, your small diameter arrows are definitely going to make a huge difference in the big game aspect. Okay, like we just like I said a minute ago, Cape Buffalo, you go out west, elk, shoot elk, uh, grizzlies, or even yeah, black mule bear, deer, maybe. anything like okay. that. Yeah, it's going to be beneficial. But I'm, I can promise you, if you shoot a standard diameter for a whitetail, you are you can't be just it. fine. Okay, yeah. and then a five is kind of the happy medium. Where you yeah, get a little you, bit of it's energy not a six, retention. but it's not a four. But you're, you know, you're still getting the benefits of being small diameter. But at the same time, you're not having a hard time finding knocks or finding Correct. this. And it's just, yeah, I enjoy the fives. Most of the four millimeter stuff is either custom or special order or special request. I need yeah. when Eastern I start this project. One. Todd, you shoot those. When I start this project, I need to commit to four millimeter. Mm-hmm. I can't be back. Can't be wishy washy. Yeah. Can't now, want this yeah. and have that. It used to be if you went that small, you had a lot of broadhead issues. You had to like okay. the Eastern Deep Six was one thing that it was like if you shot the Deep Six, you really have to have Deep Six broadheads. You can't shoot anything else. Okay. Now it's kind of gotten to the point with outserts and stuff that if you shoot a small diameter arrow, you're gonna be all right. You can rock whatever a five mil or a four or a six mil does. So I put. On my little notepad, I put speed versus energy, mm-hmm. which is a great rifle topic. It's a great shotgun topic. It is, it is cut and dry. Same with baseball players. It's all across yeah. all facets of life. Dead is dead. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Dead is dead. I like the energy. I want to hit you hard. I want to hit you with all I got. And that's why I would want to shoot a 60, 62 pound bow that's comfortable, but I might go up to 125 green broadhead and yeah. have your arrow um you have a preference or a selling point or what would what would an average customer you my selling point? what are his concerns they like speed because ibo speed and set up to hunt speed about 50 feet per speed second used difference. to be everything man yeah i you mean that hear, was the selling point you don't for hear much on speed 10 anymore. years ago yep. that was the only thing you know the rpm 360 pse was big a huge um, name in the game for speed what was the matthews bow creed Creed. Creed yep. was like a 340, 350 bow. bow. Yeah. Now, the thing about, and a lot of people don't know this, well, IBO, you said that. IBO is very, very biased. It's the bow, say we take the IBO of the RX-7 or the V3X. It's bare bow. Bare bow, longest draw length, highest poundage possible, the lightest, lightest arrow, arrow possible. possible, no rest, no nothing on the and bow. And that's like one grain from dry firing it. Correct. Okay. As so they're going to do possible. whatever they can to get it to go as fast as they can. And what is that bow IBO at? Do you know? Your bow? Uh, Probably in the 340s, I would think. And do you know what it's shooting set up to hunt? 280. Yep. Uh, I like to be between 270 second, and like 280. Yeah. 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 I think mine's just, that's like a high 260s. And I'll give you a good little story. I know I'm hitting you all a lot of stories You're good. We, um, like, we like stories. Right. I got stories, man. <laughs> so... With my elite, uh, a few deer that I, I used to shoot the Maximum Blues, great arrow. They're a speed arrow though, mm-hmm. and I was a big fan of them. I, I thought they, I kind of bought them because they were blue when I first started working. Sure, the stuff Bo. looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you then, hold it a lot more when you shoot it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's important. Then, uh, to look, you got to look cool. That's right. <laughs> um, 
but no, I uh, I was having awful problems with penetration on deer. I just they wouldn't go. I wouldn't get it. It was penetrating, but it would stop halfway, or if it hit a shoulder blade, it would just bump off, mm-hmm. and I would never find the deer. Switch the axis. I mean, the weight difference is pretty significant comparing you know something that is you know known to be a heavy arrow to something that's a speed arrow in addition to that I'm trying to think what i was gonna say i'm losing it that's all right <laughs> yeah we'll circle back but you you switched from the speed to the energy yes i remember you're getting I better pass throughs you're getting what did you go to contact. a heavier broadhead or i went to a heavier arrow heavier oh, arrow same okay. broadhead heavier arrow okay um but with the when i chronoed it when I was shooting the blues out of my elite, I was getting 305. Set up to hunt. Set up to Stabilize, hunt. Yeah. quiver, everything. Sight but rest. I was having all those penetration problems. You know, So when I switched to the axis, 280, 278, somewhere yeah. in there. Start crushing deer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Same with rifle bullets. A 40-grain bullet looks awesome on a chronograph, mm-hmm. but if you if you touch the back of a groundhog and the bullet blows up, but the groundhog doesn't. Yeah. You know, I, I would much rather have a 55 grain harder core bullet Absolutely. and lose mm-hmm. 200 feet per second Yeah, and just let it do what it's going to do. Yeah. 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 When you look at, you know, external ballistics on just say like rifle calibers mm-hmm. and stuff and what they do depending on the speeds and everything, you know, it, it, it can sometimes change your mind real quick on what you're, what you're actually sure. shooting. You know what I mean? Cause some sure. people don't realize it, you know, because they, they go for speed when actually yeah. mm-hmm. they should be looking at something heavier. Correct. It is a classic saying speed yeah. kills. But yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Not if you got don't have the right equipment to go along with it. Yeah. yeah. And but can it, you outspeed a bow? Can you run it? Like, is that scenario you can run it too fast where it's not giving you any benefit? Mm, I mean, that would be kind of like like what, what you I just, had. What I just yeah. talked about. Yeah. I mean, I was getting crazy speed out of the elite, which but is great. No but performance. It was killing deer, but it wasn't. I expected more pass-throughs. And you think if you put that pin right behind the shoulder blade and it's hitting on the rib cage, it, just zips right it would go right through, not yeah. halfway. Especially yeah. if you're shooting 65, 70 pounds. Yeah. I, I made the switch, and I haven't had any issues since. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Right? What else arm. we got? Did, uh, we, did we, we, did we? I had types did, of bows on here, but I think we covered the got that. recurve versus – we didn't did. get into recurves, but you're probably you, in descending order from bow hunting enthusiasts. You would have a crossbow. You would have the best crossbow. Would be probably the least enthused guy. I say nine times out of ten when somebody wants to do a recurve, they just want to get one. They want to be weird. They just want to. They want to be they weird. They want to kill one like deer me. with it. Yes. I'm there. Yeah. I need to kill more deer. I just bought this Hoyt, so I got to use that. Sure. Maybe well, next were, year. I saw you the other day looking at one we had in the back. I know. Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> but, well, you know, because what I've been thinking is, you know, with the property to 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 shoot now. I've, I've been thinking, man, I need to get a decent – I don't need something super nice, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't mind getting a decent recurve just to shoot, just the to have fun with. is an awesome backyard bow. And it's then, a neighborhood right. bow. It's a, it's a, you and your your daughter thinks it's cool when you go shoot it. You're, as long as you're not out kicking your coverage, you're losing all your arrows, you shoot it, plug it 20 yards, it takes five seconds to string it, yeah. you go shoot a dozen arrows, pick them up, set away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a uh, challenge it's, to hunt with, and not and that's extremely a lot of what attracts people to bow hunting to begin with, is the extra challenge. Yeah. I know a they, guy that works here has killed one with a recurve. Oh, really? I do, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's all right. Guy's awesome. Dude, <laughs> dude rules. <laughs> <laughs> but it's extremely hard. Oh, it was hard. you. That's right now. <laughs> it was. Was it? No. Episode, no. Stop, yeah. I'm blushing. You have to go back on I'm one blushing. of the episodes. Stop it. Um... You it's get not, so much, like we had talked with Billy, it's like yoga with a bow. Not to get all hippie grass eater on you, but you get in sync with it, and you can tell first shot, second shot, good day or bad day. You yeah. can really tell. Oh, yeah. And it shows with a compound, and sometimes it shows with a uh, crossbow. But when you start plucking the string and you're not smooth, that 45 pounds feels like 65 pounds. It, it's it's hard. It's an art to There's so much more that's on you than the equipment. Exactly. Because you cannot the compound, rely on your let off or your sight oh, or yeah. your level or no, you got nothing. And you're pulling back from one point of pressure. And like you said earlier, there's risk for it. It's just like a rifle. I mean, yeah. you're squeezing the trigger. With, Correct. With a recurve longbow. You got three or, fingers plucking it yeah, instead of one. And you better do the same thing every time Correct. or it's not going to be like shit, you're going to have a bad day. But yeah, so, your anchor points are crazy. It's consistency. And those. With me, which I got very fortunate, I work at a place I can shoot it, mm-hmm. shot it every day, took it home, stayed with it, never shot it out of a tree stand much, but shot just enough to know where my drops were. Yeah. And I killed the first deer I shot at, haven't put the strings on since. Another Done. thing that's walk wild away. about Take them. a picture, walk away. That's right. <laughs> Another thing that's kind of cool, kind of weird to think about, there's not one right way to shoot no. a recurve. It's 100% preference. Oh, yeah. You, yep. you can do so many different things with them. And I shot... Um, 
point well i guess it's called point on mm-hmm. or point aim i shot point on with mine and um ben the guy comes in here shoots point on and yeah. he's deadly he has no problem hitting a thumbtack he's 20 yards dude. um but a whole lot of people can shoot them instinctive i shot the instinctive as good but not as consistent as the point mm-hmm. on so now i have some sort of reference with my arrow tip and it makes me have a better anchor point but the big point i was getting to was i think your the levels of enthusiasm are on a t- reverse scale so yeah. your most enthused has the hardest bow he's the most challenging event he is a bow he's an archer he's not even a bow hunter this is he's in tune with his bow and it's probably a really nice compound a traditional bow like a recurve or a long bow then somewhere in the middle which is probably the middle 90 80 to 90 percent you have bow hunters mm-hmm. who are maybe part-time recurve part-time comp or crossbow but they are yeah. compound bow hunters mm-hmm. they are and the bow season lasts 365 days a year for them they think about buying arrows in march lemon tree stands in august season begins shut, the day and, after it ends and exactly you. and they start they stood rocket the prime example oh yeah rocket starts lemon tree stands in january yep. ready to go never stops yeah and then the opposite side is the convenience and I'm not a bow hunter. I just want to bow hunt. Yeah. He's a crossbow want guy. Want the extra month. Yeah, and that's very vague. But, yeah, and you get mm-hmm. another – you get four or five weeks of exposure to the deer that you're not a bow hunter, mm-hmm. but I am a muzzleloader hunter. So I can watch this deer. Yeah. Maybe see him twice. Yeah. And now I know what to do. If, get I, if I get lucky, I get be. a shot. If yeah. not, maybe I kill a doe one evening, and I, I got a good read on the buck that I'm at. Yeah, man. Some of the best places I've gone to in the opening week of muzzleloading have been all because I was what bow What you saw week three. week prior, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the best scouting time around, sure. man. And you that's the best look at the woods. Yeah. Because when you start, it's a lot like turkey season. It's the opposite of turkey season. Yes. When you start in April, you can hear a long ways. You can see a long ways. Mm-hmm. And by the time the end of turkey season comes, you can see 40 yards in front of you. That's it. Yeah. The bow hunting's the exact opposite. As the season goes on, that deer that slipped you week one, you can probably kill him week three. Yeah. You'll lose enough trees. You know, a hurricane will come through blowing the leaves off. You can, you might be able to get that shot. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool to watch that quick three, four-week evolution. Yeah. And uh, at, around our house, I normally only hunt the first three weeks. Let the last week sit. And then it's hit with muzzle. Then it's Civil War reenactment, you know, on <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the muzzle season. Yeah, that's right. Fixing bayonets, man. That's yeah. right, man. That's right. It is. Oh, you just look out in the battlefield, and you see a haze of smoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to be like one hundred percent my favorite time of the year. Yeah, those few weeks. October where you just start to see cool, a transition, man. man. Yeah, yes. I mean the bugs. The bugs suck, but you know it's just it's only it's for like a week and a half, two yeah. weeks. Yeah, it's a the great, first. Yeah. The first week is normally a t-shirt and sweat, yeah. and then the last week is normally a heavy hoodie or a light jacket. Yeah. And I've I've gone out there in bibs, you know, in October. Mm-hmm. And I've also sweated to death you know, during muzzleloader season. So yeah. you mm-hmm. just never know. It's Virginia weather for you. I love it. You don't like it? Wait 15 minutes. That's right. Yeah, yeah you'll get yeah. a new one. All right. Well, we covered a lot of stuff. Um, you know, again, it's not too late. No, you know, not at all. Um, whether you're whether you're looking for a new bow, you're experienced, or if you want to get into it and get a compound this year, it's still not not too late Correct. for that. Absolutely. But if you own you a bow, you a guy yesterday. Yeah. I mean, head to toe, starting like first bow. Every day, someone's in here. He was I mean, ready everybody, to go, and he yeah. was he hit it about right because we had everything he wanted in stock. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The closer we get, I mean, it's it's getting it's going to get tougher and tougher to find. Touchy. Not just not just strings and cables and things like that, but Rest, I'm talking broadheads. Broad yeah, uh, tree stands, you know, tree stands, and, you know, all, all the stuff. stuff. Yep. I mean, it's the scent know. control, uh, the all the the detergents and the deer attractants. All that stuff's going to get narrow. Pretty quick. Yeah, the people wire. are catching on that the COVID backup is pushed everything back by two, three yeah. months. So well, you, you know, jump COVID, now, you don't have to buy it then. COVID yeah. created not just not a not a hunting problem, but I mean, it introduced An more influx. people. A, a lot of introduce a lot of new people to 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 shooting bows or to hunting, yeah, whatever it is. And, yeah, more competition and that's, that's a, now. That's a great. That's a great thing. I, it's been I, noticeable, hundred percent, yeah. awesome thing. But it has made a lot more competition. Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah. It has one hundred percent been noticeable this year with string cables, in my opinion. Yeah, because we started getting swamped. I say like right before Fourth of July, which is a little early for us. That's normally the turning point. And yeah. it's a lot of people. When you think about it, when somebody buys a bow from us, they ask, "All right, what about maintenance?" I tell you, oh, every two to three years, do string cables. We're coming up on that two year mark. Yeah. So yeah. it's starting to get backed up. Yeah. The, yeah. The so COVID rebound is mm-hmm. catching up. Everybody's you know coming in to get their stuff worked on, and we had so like y'all said, so many hunters that came out of COVID that were mm-hmm. just yeah. stuck doing. It's nothing. awesome. 
Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, either they were new to it or they used to do it and then they picked yeah. it back up. Yeah. I got nothing to do now. I might what's well the, what's doing the, it again. the three R's of an avid outdoorsman is recruitment, retention, and reactivation. Yeah. It's like the, mm-hmm. the DNR is like a big push. Yep. Yeah. There's a whole lot of uh, reactivation. A lot of reactivation. Yep. And guys are working from home and looking in the backyard and yeah. see a deer and they, their stomach growls. Uh, man, I, like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, hey, Caleb, thanks for being yeah, here man. today. Thank, uh, thank y'all for having me. You man. know, if uh, anybody's got any questions or want to do a, a new bow setup or whatever, uh, look um, look up Caleb at the archery desk. He's uh, yeah. He, he's a he's a big dude. You can't miss him. Yeah, he's gonna be hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. But that whole crew, I mean, Tank, yeah. Billy, yeah, Luke, Luke. Uh, the got, two new boys got, are figuring yeah. it out. They're doing great. We got a yeah. great group of guys back there. Yeah. We're looking forward to helping everybody out before season hits, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. If we All can't right. shoot them, we like seeing pictures of other people shoot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Or tenderloin, you know you can bring that too. Yeah, yeah. cooked. Co- yeah, firmly <laughs> yeah. cooked. Medium rare wrapped in bacon. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. if if you want your arrows fletched, right? Correct. <sighs> anything yeah, anything if, for you, Hunter. We'll yeah, fletch for food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll fletch for food. That's I right. like that. All right, cool. All right, thanks for listening. Um, check us out, greentophuntfish.com, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. You know where to find us. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby; it's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.